So, would you like to start with characters, or start with the the world itself? Um, uh, we'll start with characters, sure. What were you thinking? Uh, well, I was thinking maybe, like, um... A slightly exhausted type of character. Oh yeah, that's... Like they've always got a pun, but yeah, um, and just have the dirtiest laugh. I mean, I'm thinking a character that's like wildly flip flopping between I have all the energy in the world to do everything, and oh no, everything's too much, and we're all back and forth. Yeah. Oh no, no, mine can definitely do like ooh, big hyper focus, and then just like completely lose a whole sentence, like a train of thought, just gone. Yep. Uh, maybe, maybe put it. Uh, maybe have a character that's something like, uh, "Oh, I did. Uh, I did three months worth of work in a week. Oops, gotta have a coma now. Gotta have that coma. Yeah. Yeah, I love that for your character. Okay, so what about what about the world that they're gonna inhabit? Oh, I don't know. You got any any thoughts where to start? I mean, obviously queer as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a pleasant world. Oh yeah, like it's gonna be like just like a nice place. For nice people to come and hang out and, and have nice experiences. I, I feel like any world that's queer and pleasant enough that I would feel friendly, you know, I feel safe talking to a stranger. Yeah, yeah. Like, if if it were queer and pleasant and I could talk to strangers and that would feel safe, then that could be a good world. I like that. I think, like, okay, well, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I'm ready to, to enter this world. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer Unpleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women have a bit of a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week and such. Do some silly voices and skits and whatnot. Tasty media. Tasty media, om nom nom. We've consumed a lot of it this week. Uh So many media consumption. How how do we find the time? Uh, With difficulty? With and lack sometimes of sleep. with commuting. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, yes, lack of sleep. I mean, that's that's part of it. Sh- should we start with things we've played this week? Yeah, tell me about something that you have played. Well, I've been playing through Kirby and the Forgotten Land. It's adorable. It is adorable. It is the first Kirby game to be a proper, like, 3D Kirby game. It is... It's a 3D game in the sense that something like Super Mario 3D World on the, the Wii U was, in that... It is on somewhat of a set of rails, and it's using fixed camera angles, but it is existing in a 3D environment, and I think that it's a real testament to this game how impressively it feels like a Kirby game, while feeling like a competent modern 3D game, and that they, they've they really managed to capture the essence of that series and translate it over to 3D really naturally, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few gimmicky things in this one, as there always are at this point, this depth into a series. Um, there's a thing called mouthful mode where Kirby stretches their mouth sort of over a, over an object, not quite enough to swallow it. As weird as that was initially, I actually really enjoy all of the gameplay opportunities that opens up, and some of them are, are good. And it will never, the car doesn't stop being kind of weird, but I think it's a really good addition to the series. Yeah, do you have a favourite mouthful mode? Oh, the vending machine mouth. The vending machine. V- vending machine works quite well. Shooting out. It's, it's not the, the, the water balloon? Uh, the water balloon, I genuinely think that someone on the dev team has. A very specific kink, and I'm not judging them for that, but I don't think they've done a very good job of hiding that that's their favourite mouthful mode. Why would you hide it? Yeah. Ah, suck up all the water, become more big, sloshy Kirby. Oh, no, I'm so full. Ah. Well, the the other thing this does is it allows for upgrading of abilities as you go through the, the game, and again, I think they've done a really nice job of taking classic Kirby abilities and building them up into different things as you go through the game. It gives a nice sense of progression. There is definitely difficulty there for people who want it. It's um, it's another one of those Nintendo games where getting to see the credits roll isn't going to be too tricky. There is a hard mode available from the start, uh, but even so, like getting up to the credits won't be too bad. And then you've got a post-credits, and then you've got another challenge past that, and the more sets of credits you get past, the more it's like, okay, we're going to ramp up that difficulty a bit more if you want, like, something else to do that's a bit harder. Um, by the end of it, fighting against the final boss of a big boss rush of very hard mode, very hard bosses, mm-hmm. 
I was really impressed at how well this game like feels like a very very competent character action game that could stand up with there with your your bayonetters and your devil may cries at points. Um, I didn't know until I was right near the end of the game that there is a dodge that includes witch time from Bayonetta, where if you dodge just before an attack, everything slows down so you have a few seconds to get attacks in before everything speeds back up. Um, there's there's really good combat mechanics in this. It is a very satisfying game to play, but most importantly, there's two levels in which you can go find little lost ducklings and bring them back to their mum, and it's the best. It's a ducky. Yeah, the two levels where you go rescue the ducklings and they waddle behind you all excitedly is the best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It's kind of a short. It's kind of a short game, and a bit of it it relies on reusing level uh, levels with new objectives to go. Hey, go find that thing you missed in that level. I don't mind that. After the last couple of months of playing very big games that were very involved, I really appreciated just having a nice, complete it in a weekend palette cleanser of a game that was just charming and nice and made me smile. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you played this week? I finally finished playing through As Your Dreams. Yes, you did. How did that go? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a point where you were like, I'm I'm pushing ahead just to complete it, or there was a sort of. It was less of a. Oh, I'm really slogging through this now. I need to do better and and get more thing and more. You know, I'm just going to rush for the end of the game and see what happens. Yeah. At a certain point, that's what you were hit, you were there for. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to just give it a go and yeah. see like can I just get to to level 40 yeah. and I got to level 40 and the end is basically out of your control. Yeah. And it's that's it. You got to the top of the tower. Woo, plot. I mean, I'm not... Yes, I am going to spoil a 20-plus-year-old game. The problem with the ending is partially that it's not very good. Care to elaborate? (laughs) So, at the beginning of the game, uh, you're basically... Your dad is a famous monster trainer. Your mum has literally just had you. Yes. Um, And you're like, I'm going off up the the monster tower. And next thing you know, like... Oh, there's a little flash-forward where, like, you're playing with uh, your neighbour... Yeah, and your dad's like, you need to be respectful for women. Okay, dad, I will do a good. And then dad just never comes. Dad goes home. off to the tower, and then there's all these weird lights and um, mystical symbols coming out of the tower one night, and then it rains in the desert, which mm. is very uncommon. And suddenly, that's it. It's 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 he's gone, and he never comes back, and his familiar comes back without him, and yeah. like everyone just assumes he's dead. Correctly. Oh. Oh. Um, so uh, then you pl- you. It's like your it's your fifteenth birthday. You are old enough to go, poke some mons. Go. You can also climb the big tower that your dad went missing in. Yeah. Have fun. If we go. Well, see the thing is like humans who go into the tower are all brought back down to level one. So it doesn't matter how much you've leveled up in your journey. You everyone fights at the same level. Okay. So it's more a case of are you mature enough to go into the tower than okay are you skilled enough uh, are are you strong enough yeah um but like you'll have things like weapons that you will have powered up by repeatedly going in yeah you do that by going in and just like touching the first few levels hoping to get the things you need to make your weapon stronger because hmm. your weapons don't change so it's more yeah. a case of leveling up your weapons by going in there the levels yeah. you gain when you're in there don't matter a huge amount yeah uh you're mostly there to like level up your monsters until such time as you can like rush up to level 40 and get that ending Mm. um at level 31 you're just sort of met with this holographic projection and it's like ah i'm the guy that killed your dad ha 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 and he cut my hand off and i'm really angry about that so come up to the top floor and we will face off ah see you there bye (laughs) And it's like, that's all the introduction you have to this bad guy. <laughs> Someone that's never previously been mentioned, who looks like a weird anime villain. Um, who's like, yeah, I lost my hand, so now I'm gonna kill you, bye! That really doesn't sound great. You get up to level 14, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess there's gonna be, like, a big fight here with the with the, the creatures I've trained. No, you get up there, your, your creature stays behind. Um... It's like, okay, we're going to have a big sword fight now. Okay, and I take my first swing. 
and he took his first swing, and my first hit wasn't huge, like 40 damage. Yeah. His hit was all but one of my health, and uh, I was like, well, this isn't going very well. Maybe no, I didn't no. have enough thing. Oh no, it was plot. It, uh, it was plot. Uh-huh. The familiar I got at the beginning of the game, turns out, wasn't just my dad's familiar. It's this guy confused with with the monsters, and that's his arm. That, that's, oh, that, that's his arm that he was controlling the whole time, kind of. Uh, and uh-huh. he's just about to strike you down, and your familiar leaves being his arm, goes back to being the bird creature it has been the whole game, gives you your dad's sword, and does mixture magic with you so that you can attack the enemy and kill him in one hit. And that's the end of the game. That sounds very anticlimactic. And then you wake up, you go home, and everyone's like, oh, it's so nervous, and it's raining again, just like it did the night. Guy died. Well, has anyone seen our, our, our protagonist? And there's all the people of the village there, and some of them are anxious, and the people that you've been nice to and made good enough friends with throughout the game are, are there, and they'll they'll have like some extra dialogue to say. And that's about it. And then you wake up the next morning and the game's like, okay, there are some, some new things around the house, but we're not going to let you interact with them. And your mum won't let you save. But if you go outside the house, your mum's going to be like, are you going back up the tower then after all that? All right, then, bye. But but I can't, I can't save. i got to just, oh, okay, fine, sure, I, I guess. That's it. Aha. The game That's... has, like, two CG cutscenes, one in the intro and one which is literally just, like, a fly to the top of the tower uh, as you're entering the top floor. And... That's it. The rest of the story is told in in this last minute in a rush of um, single page, hand drawn style, um, like a vignette thing. That's a real limp, disappointing ending, huh? It's a shame because the gameplay is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What else have you played? Ah, uh, the only other thing I've been playing really is I've been uh, playing more um, Elden Ring. Ooh, how is I've your been... Elden Ring? Uh, um, I'm making progress. I found a big boss. That is a snake in a lava world. Um, I I think this is the boss where they do the FromSoft thing that they occasionally do. Some of the Dark Souls games do this. Where you walk into the boss arena and there's a unique weapon available. And it does a thing that is particularly good against this boss. And you have one boss where you get to do a cool unique thing and feel very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the... I think it might have been the first Dark Souls... There was a blade called the Storm Ruler, which fired out like wind blasts as you swiped it and used it to fight these like flying enemies that never came low enough down to attack. And like I, I've had one attempt at this boss. I feel like that's what's happening here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm having fun with that game. I have gotten to the point with it now where I've started dual wielding. I now have katanas in both hands while I run around the world, and oh, that's been pretty yeah. cool. Um. I am enjoying that game in little bursts and I'm in no rush to like power through to the end because I feel like if I force myself to play it in big lengthy play sessions I'm going to enjoy it less. Just get to a few hours here, a few hours there and just have it going in the background, chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, the only other thing I've really played is As Your Dreams on the Game Boy Color. <laughs> I gave that a whirl. I, I, I would ask you. The I ask hypothetically how that went, knowing the answer. Know, but yeah. tell me how that went. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. It's first of all, it's weird how it clearly kind of wants to have Pokemon vibes. Yes. Seemingly for no reason, you'll be in the middle of a fight, but one one uh, attack will suddenly be put into this like Pokemon style, here's a back sprite of your character and a sprite for the enemy. Yeah. Like, they're nice looking sprites. But it's not even for the whole fight. It's for like one attack and then you go back to... Yeah, like the next attack from either player uh, or from either character might be just a standard like, oh, you wiggle slightly, your sprite wiggles slightly towards them and and they've received damage because it says at the bottom of the screen. There's loads of weird stuff about the fact that like your dad's not dead. He's just assumed to be wandering the tower somewhere. 
Uh-huh. There's all these other random people you just bumping into the in, bump into in the towers. It's like I'm the magician. Come see me if you want to get healed. But I'm completely random, so bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, oh, I'm a, I'm a famous monster hunter. I don't use familiars. I'm just really fucking hardcore. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, it it doesn't look great. No. For the most part, like that, those weird fight scenes look kind of like they're nice. They're nicely, nicely sprite yeah. work, but it does feel like playing a Pokemon game. It, you hit them for X damage. Okay, now have another go. It it feels like it might be one of those games of a certain era on the Game Boy that we're trying to walk the line between. We want a screenshot on the back of the box that looks like Pokemon, yeah. but we don't want to steal the mechanics completely and get in trouble with Nintendo. It's like different. there was an era of Game Boy games that walked that line. Yeah, it's it's an odd experience. Like the the town is really cluttered. Like the one thing about the, the PlayStation and and maybe it is a bit homogenous. Like the 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 city is set up on sort of a grid system. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to walk around between one thing and another. And the Game Boy Color version is sort of more like um, stacked bricks. So it's like you'll walk up and it's like, no, I need to walk around this building. Now I need to walk around that building. Now I need to walk around that building. I'm finally at the tower. Also, like your house is miles from the tower, it feels like. So rather than just going, I'm back from my mission. I'm going to go back in. Um, Random things have had their name changed for seemingly no reason. Hmm. Uh, The one quality of life uh, thing I did, like I found some red oil. Yeah. So remember I was saying about rust traps, which rust your uh, shield and sword, if they're the wrong type of shield and sword. Um, Red oil will stop your weapon from uh, rusting. And I imagine there is also a blue oil somewhere that does the same for your shield. So it was a nice quality of life thing, but (gasps) overall... I didn't have it in just, me to play a, a bad version uh, of a game I sort only sort of enjoyed. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, that's everything I've played this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Oh, oh dear. Oh, have you, have you heard about uh, Agnes? Oh, what about Agnes? Oh, terribly cancelled, I hear. Cancelled? Yes, you know they're all doing it these days. I, I really, really. Yes, terribly cancelled. Yes. Uh, uh, what makes you say that? Oh well, uh, she's got a new book out. Uh-huh. Doing very well apparently, and and uh, appeared on uh, local uh, radio. Uh, are you sure she's been cancelled and she hasn't just done something newsworthy? Maybe. But I no, as far as I understand, if. You you can only do that. I think that's what the kids call it now. Oh, when, when oh. you're popular and everyone wants to interview you, and you, oh, I see, you've I got see. a very large platform. So that's, like, that's... Oh, you've got a new movie out, and everyone wants to interview you. You've been so cancelled. Oh, you've been terribly cancelled. I think that's what the memes mean. I mean, it would make sense of all those people who keep saying they've been cancelled despite appearing in the in the Sunday papers. Well, that's my only summation of the whole situation. Can't, I can't work out a better solution than that. So exactly. I, uh, well, I hope you get cancelled soon. Well, I hope so too. Would you like to cancel a sherry? Oh, lovely. <laughs> Right, so we've uh, got this uh, video game we're working on. Um, yes, yeah. Uh, it's uh, RPG. Oh, well, there's role-playing ones. Yes, yes, yes. And what better time to be making RPGs than here in 1996? Oh, what a wonderful year that we are both in right now. Absolutely. We didn't shoot on that reference in at all. <laughs> so, uh, well, a very important thing. Making friends. Oh yes, if we um, um, we got one of those friendship systems. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know how like people in the real world they might not have any friends. Well, yes. what if they could live out their fantasies of their final finalist fantasies in a video game? Well, I mean, that sounds like it'd be a wonderful idea. Do yes. we, are we are we adapting an existing thing, or are we doing our own here? Uh, well, I just think we'll do a thing. Uh, you make friends, and uh, what if uh, what if we we do interactions with the friends? Until a variable ticks over and they love you. Oh, I see. So you just sort of uh, pump points into them and then they have to love you. They have to love you, yes. You, you, there's not even any dialogue options. You just interact with them every day. Uh, maybe, like, there's um, someone who works as a waitress. And, oh, uh, yes. You go in and you order one of everything off the menu over the series of days. Or you could just keep walking in and out. 
And uh, yes. that means you've, that you've, will trigger a thing. You've technically interacted enough times. Yeah, and that will that will trigger a thing where now they love you. Oh, I, I that's how friendship. No, from my limited like. knowledge, I think that's exactly how it works out in the real world. From what I've heard. Uh, so, and and we'll we'll make them all women. Well, of course we will. Yeah, no, I mean, of course we, we will. Who wants to be? This is 1996. Now? Exactly, and we, we we have removed the one male friend that was in the game. Uh, for oh. Western audiences, because we don't think they could handle a male friend. Ah, uh, I mean, what if you accidentally put too many interaction tokens into them and now they love you? Can't have that here in the late 90s. Exactly. We'll just uh, we'll just put out as more generic, uh, you've built all the buildings in town, as that, in, as that little profile tickets. Oh, yes, yes. It'll be lovely. Uh, so I think that's... Uh, n- mm, now... Do we foresee uh, this giving any players a skewed view of how relationships work? Uh, as I said, I think this is a pretty accurate summation of the world. Certainly uh, my experience. Well, exactly. I'm pretty sure if I interact with the woman in the coffee shop enough times, she will be forced to love me, and I think that that's probably accurate. Exactly. If I order one of every sandwich from the sandwich shop downstairs, love. Exactly. Right, I think we've we've made brilliant progress. I'm ready to ship this. It's gone gold. Hooray! No negative consequences in the decades to come. <laughs> so, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Oh, uh, what have I put in my eyes? Uh, well, we went up to the north. We did went up to went, the North Wrestling. Yeah, North Wrestling NCL. We went and saw uh, Let the Cannons Fly Three, which <laughs> was a uh, wrestling event that was going on yeah. that our lovely friend James Stephanie Sterling was was oh, doing a wrestling. Well, the Commander. The Commander. The Commander Sterling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really fun event. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely lovely crowd. I don't know what I was expecting out of independent wrestling in the north crowd but it was a very queer very welcoming mm-hmm. very like lots of lots of like metal enjoying types there oh, yeah. was, I saw a, lots of band t-shirts it's a nice nice crowd um yeah it was a really lovely couple of hours of wrestling um i thought the event did a really good job of mixing like funny humorous well-paced matches mm-hmm. with Oh no! This is just a, a a show of two people being very athletic at each other, mm-hmm. um, and it sort of balanced those back and forth really well. I thought. Yeah. Um, they established the characters well. Um, also, I'm a big fan of any wrestling promotion where um, the chants get as heated as they did there. Fuck off, you Tory bastard! Yeah, there was a lot of "You're a Tory cunt," "You're a Tory cunt." Yeah. Like at at the the at the, the Tory cunt at the Tory cunt that's his character. He's a crypto millionaire Tory, um. But yeah, the, it was it was a fun energy in that yeah. room. Um, what did what did you think? I was very overwhelmed. From, it was from it, having done a very extended day of travel. It was uh, a very long I day. Had, of I had fun running the shop. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed Steph's match and the the other yeah. little bits I watched. Uh, the pizza was good. Yeah, and it was nice to meet lovely people who were lovely, and it was nice to see Rob again because we've not yeah. seen Rob in ages. I had a Mars bar calzone. That you was did. that, was, that was an experience I had to emotionally process. <laughs> it it looked like it was hard work from a, a like a texture point of view. Just uh, it was less than it was more just this doesn't fit the profile of anything I've ever eaten, and it's good, but my brain doesn't know how to categorize it. <laughs> Squish. Sweet, sticky squish. I, it was lovely. It was... It needed processing in the brain. Yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Met some, some absolutely lovely people yeah. at that event. Um, and just had a nice time watching watching wrestles happen. Watching um, the good indie, indie wrestles. Yeah. Very, very good event. I, I would mm-hmm. definitely... I would definitely do again. It was yeah. very, very enjoyable. I'd like there to be less single day travel. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. That or was maybe, the reality of going. Or maybe see about getting the train all the way to Newcastle rather than it maybe yeah half half on the train half on the on the, in, in the car. We'll 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 work. As much it out as it was lovely to to, to was, travel with you, it was a lovely road trip, but it was a long day of many forms of travel. Yeah, and also like I was. I was just getting like I'd already had a, a weird moment of claustrophobia on the train on the way up there, yeah. which is weird because I don't usually get that. And then, just like, it was basically two solid days of being in vehicles, sat down. Yeah, and that 
did not do my brain particularly I good. can imagine. I I kind of enjoy a weekend of just being in vehicles traveling, but I know that's not for everyone. Yeah. Like on the way home I went and like had half an hour of just standing in the corridor. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, I just need to stand a bit <laughs> and stretch out and I'm I'm that's, too big to fit in small spaces like that's, that. That's I'm fair. a I'm a large. I'm I am about to also to do some more sitting in things that travel, and I'm looking forward to it. But again, I know it's not for everyone. You going in the sky? I love a plane. I love takeoff. Oh, I love a good plane. Ah, yeah, flying. I'm gonna go zoom in the zoom. sky, zoomy. I'm doing all of my work as best I can before I go away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you? What do you watch? Me, what uh, you put in your uh, eyes? well, I, 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 you. Uh, I read Rat Queens Volume Seven. You did. How? I've been sitting it? on it for a while. I started it ages ago, and it's like you're going traveling. Read a fucking book. <laughs> so I did. Um, yeah, it's. I think this is one of the first ones with the new team, mm. because the original creator was like I don't have the heart for this project anymore. So I don't yeah. know if you know, there was a lot of drama around Rat, Rat Queens. Um, I don't know the exact details, but the original artist was apparently super fucking problematic. Oops. And as soon as they found out, it was like, okay, you're off the project and I need some time to think about what happens now. Yeah. Because unfortunately, I've created these characters that people really fucking love. Yes. And I don't... I d- I am relating it a lot to yes. that problem. How do I legally and technically disengage from you? Yes, and also from the point of view of people who are just like, I don't want anything to do with that thing anymore. Yeah, um, because There's... they related to bad person, and yeah. I can't I can't remember the exact details, but I remember it That's being a thing. Fair and understandable. Finally got um, a new artist or a couple of new artists, and things were nice. The art style was. Fine, I I was quite enjoyed yeah. a lot of it. Um, and then he got to like I think it was volume six or neon or whichever one it was, and it was just like you know I'm just gonna step away and hand it over to a new team. Here is some art from the new team, and they're gonna continue writing stories. Mm. And initially I was like I don't think I want anything to do with that. Yeah, and I it gave it a year or so, and I was like I want more stories about D <laughs> characters. Uh, so I'll give it a whirl, and you know it's it's alright. It's small rat queens. It's more rat queens. It's very much yeah. It's very much more rat queens. Uh, volume seven is largely about. Uh, do you remember Gary? Yes, yes. Uh, Gary becoming king. Uh, okay. And renaming Palisade New Gary. Mm-hmm. And making everyone celebrate his existence, mm-hmm. even though Gary's a dick. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, it's it's about the queens dealing with Gary and going to see Violet. Yeah. It's weird because uh, Violet and Orc Dave have always reminded me of some friends of ours. Yeah. Uh, particularly because one of them, because Orc Dave looks exactly like this yeah. person. Yeah. And and Violet is small and fierce. Yeah. And in this issue, pregnant. It's like, oh, okay. The two people I haven't seen for a while, because they've gone away. <laughs> uh to have babies. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, I guess. Um yeah. So it was it was fun to, to think about friends and stuff and yeah. actually read a comic book because I just haven't had time for ages. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, I could be working. I know that feeling well. Yes, and people are like, but you play a lot of video games. No, I play a lot of video games while I'm doing other things <laughs> that are also work usually. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. A comic book requires a certain amount of this is the only task I'm doing right yes. now. Yes. Which is, I th- it's why I like them for travel. Yeah. It's a uh, I feel like I can justify them in the weird liminal space where time doesn't mean anything because I'm traveling. Absolutely. It's the problem I think for me is that it's been so long since I like took the time to just like be and sit and read a book that um it's getting on a train and going, Okay, well I'm on a train. What do I do usually do on a train? Listen to some music yeah. and I flick through it's... my phone. It's yeah. like, no, just put that aside and yeah, and, and do the 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 nice separate yeah. task. Have a holiday. I am probably going to do some of that on my flight, as well as probably doing a bit of book writing on the flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about you? Well, I have finished watching through all of season ten of Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. started on season eleven. I 
I'm very glad I gave that show a proper a proper go. Um, it is light-hearted and silly and positive, and I very much enjoy the character dynamics on uh, that are at play. I think that it largely has succeeded at being a animated family sitcom that doesn't punch down and doesn't fall into weird tropes. And that's just been very pleasant background viewing. Mm. Um, it's It manages to walk the line of having conflict without ever having it be, you know, based on tropey cishet bullshit or coming across as mean. And there is a certain degree of flawed characters working through things and working things out in a sitcom space. It's just nice viewing. Mm-hmm. And... I will probably watch through season 11 and then go back and watch some of the early seasons because it's just been nice to have on in the background while I do things. I have been very impressed by what I've seen. Uh, what about you? What have you watched? I kind of read another book. <gasps> Tell me about it. I didn't book. mean to. I was just looking at it. Yeah. And then... I was just looking and then it all just slipped in through my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you read? Uh, I read the book uh, Wonder Home. Uh, uh, I... So... um. I first heard about this on a TikTok. Okay. Um, One Home is a no dice, no masters system game. Okay. In that there are no dice rolls. You yeah. you can roll dice if you want yeah. some randomness of things. And there's no DM. There's no necessarily a game master. Yeah. You can have yeah. a guide, but that is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and it is about it's it's not really about saving the world or anything. It's yeah. about going on a journey. Or going on lots of journeys. Yeah. And you play little animal folk Hmm. going and and doing stuff. Like you might go to a place and someone will sort of go, I think it'll be this type of place. And then someone will describe some bits about that place. And someone else will describe some more bits about that place. And you pick out um, certain aspects that will give you prompts for how you will tell this story together hmm. and there are like tokens you can give and receive uh, depending on the sorts of actions you've taken and the sort of character you're playing. Hmm. The characters feel a l- kind of thirsty sword lesbians but without stats. Yeah. Like a, your character can always do these things, um, pick some things about your character Yeah. and that w- might give them a trait or it might just yeah. be just some things to help you fill out and tell a story F- about. Flesh them. out a rough archetype. Yeah. Uh, you can play just single sessions. You could play years-long campaigns, potentially. Like, there's a yeah. whole system for the seasons changing and the months that exist mm. and uh, the celebrations that happen at the end of every season and uh, sort of things you can do is like, hey, if this is your second time seeing this sort of thing this happens or yeah. if uh between this session and, uh, and 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 all of the other sessions you've encountered this um uh festival and had you you do a test a check and if amongst all of those you've got five ticks something special might happen you might have a different version of the holiday uh mm-hmm. you might have um like a whole seasonal thing um there's one where you might have a, a particularly long winter Hmm. where, like, okay, instead of uh, the next season being, like, sort of springy, you're going to just basically keep going to winter until the end of the next month, Hmm. and then you're going to completely skip a month later on where Uh, you would have done harvest stuff uh because it was so cold they were struggling to plant crops. Yeah. And now there there is a difficulty. There's a consequence. Yeah. It's it's not your responsibility to save the world or solve yeah. everyone's problems, but maybe if like you are going past a, a house and you notice that their their roof has caved in, and you're like, yeah. "Are you okay? Do you need any help?" Yeah, uh, you could maybe help wrangle some locals to help repair a a friend's roof, <laughs> and it's just charming and wholesome, and I love it. It sounds <laughs> wonderful and lovely and adorable. And there's a bat in a hat with a package. <gasps> A bat and a hat. A bat and a hat with a package. <laughs> um, like so, basically, their their version of post is there are moth towers, okay. and the moths fly between the towers with packages, mm. and then uh, people go and and get the packages and distribute them oh. locally, and like that's an architect you to archetype <laughs> type you can be. You can be 
a, a friend who looks after the moths and makes sure the packages are delivered. Aww. And like one of your things is like, hey, you've got to the end of a year, you get a new thing. Uh, maybe that's a new package that you're carrying. Aww. And will you will you deliver the package? Will you you know go somewhere? Will you try and steer the story or suggest a story that goes in a position where you? Find the person whose package you're carrying, and Yay. maybe there's a story around that. Um, yeah, it's beautifully illustrated. It's um, it's it's really charming. It's twenty five dollars on Itchio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get print copies. I think they're forty five dollars, and you also yeah. get a, a a PDF version. Or it's currently in the Texas Trans Itchio bundle. Yes. Uh, which is nice, because I'd been looking at it for a while. It's like, mm, I'll do the thing. And then I was like, ah, oh, I got paid. Maybe I'll look at it again. Can I justify it? It's like, it's also available in the in the bundle that you were thinking about getting anyway. Cool. cool. So we got the bundle. I've also had a, a bit of a look through the bundle. Yeah. Um, there, There's a game in there, uh, an RPG, where one of you is... Trying to ignore a a malicious spirit who's pretending to be Jonathan Frakes asking you questions, <laughs> and you have to not re- react. If you react, you lose. You and have you to become not react malicious. to. Did you know that marbles could fit inside your mouth very well? Have you ever? Have you ever suspected your toaster was haunted? How much would you need to spend the night sleeping in a graveyard? How much would you need to have a graveyard sleep in you for the night? <laughs> so the concept of the game is uh, you pick a, a chore that needs to be done yeah. around the house and one person is trying to do the chore and ignore <laughs> the Jonathan Frake spirit and the other person is just trying to distract them. <sighs> so I suppose it's like do a clean while somebody entertains you. <laughs> That sounds fun. And if you react, you lose, and you become the vengeful spirit <laughs> that has decided to look like Jonathan Frakes, <laughs> uh, which I thought was an amazing idea for an yeah. RPG. But yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you put in your eyes? Oh, well, we watched the last few episodes of st- the most recent season of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, we did. Because you realised that we hadn't finished the season. Uh, yeah, at some point, we got so distracted by Severance... And uh, Picard that we and, forgot. And the, life in general. And life in general that we yeah. forgot the, the Discovery. So we had like life. three episodes of Star Trek Discovery we hadn't seen. And oh goodness, I really enjoyed the the final like big arc of this season. Um, as much as at least one character constantly frustrated me and I was sat there going, just fuck it, see, the, see, see that how terrible that person is and just stop them now. I really enjoyed like... Talking broad spectrum spoilers, uh, this most recent season sort of ends with an arc that is a proper in-depth first contact story, mm-hmm. and it, mm, it it is probably my favourite first contact story that I've seen Star Trek handle, mm-hmm. in that it really sits with the how do you communicate with a species that is so unlike your own that you may not have reference point for what their experience of the world is. Do they experience the world through the same lens as you? Will they even see you as sentient beings? Do you have any common reference point you could communicate through? Um, how do you do... Especially dip- when you've got an alien species who has largely just been wiping out entire solar systems like they're yes. nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I particularly like some of the stuff with... How do you... Com- I like that they overlapped multiple difficult situations in First Contact over each other. Mm. Like, one example I will talk about in broad strokes here is you haven't yet worked out how to get over the language barrier. You're still struggling to communicate language. And then you have to communicate a very fundamental difference between you and this other species that has caused a huge misunderstanding and... You would struggle to explain it if you had no language barrier, let alone a language barrier on top of a fundamentally different experience of reality. Mm-hmm. I like that they layered those things on top of each other and had multiple things going wrong and needing overcoming at once. Yeah. It, it wound its way up to an excellent yeah. finale. And I, I like as well that, like, Winding back a few episodes to just before we took that break and saw the three episodes, mm-hmm. I like that they really focused on 
what do you actually need for a good first contact? Like, they brought on a dedicated linguist with, like, expertise of historical languages, and, like, they were bringing on, like, proper experts to be like, hey, look, you're a team of people who, like, you may have done first contact, but you usually have language on your side. You're gonna need some some help on this. And I thought that was good. Yeah, it was it, it was beautifully done. The visual effects are awesome. Yeah. I really I really like this. Yeah, I'm Dis- loving Discovery. Discovery's really hitting a stride. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan. Keep on striding, Discovery friend. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh well we watched um um the, we watched a disappointing film together. Oh god. We watched The King's Men. The Kingsman. The Kingsman. Yes. Uh which is a prequel origin story for the So Kingsman the Secret Service. Yep, and uh Kingsman sequel. the Golden Circle. Yeah, so the the original two Kingsman films, I think they're very enjoyable. Yeah. For anybody who's not seen them... Funny, a bit silly, they've got a good sense of humour. They are, what if James Bond, but over the top? What? What if if James Bond, but working class, late teenager, in the sort of prim and proper spy world, with very exaggerated um, action and some genuinely interesting villains. Like, yeah. the Golden Circle in particular, I yes. really thought had a fascinating villain. And Simon L. Jackson's um, character in the first one is amazing. Yeah. Um, that church scene in the first one is incredible. Yes. So, The Kingsman is none of the things I enjoy about this series. It doesn't... I don't even think it knows what it wants yeah. to do. So, like, on paper, the, the description is, it's about the origins of that spy organisation during World War One, trying to stop a Scottish man from being the secret architect of World War One. Yes. Who's angry at the English and therefore World War One. Um yes. <sighs> This film feels like really hamstrung by a couple of things. It feels hamstrung by the fact it's trying to set itself during a real world historical event. Mm-hmm. It feels hamstrung by the fact it's trying to get to an end point of establishing this organisation. Mm. It feels very much like it doesn't know what it wants its own characterization to be because like you've got this father and son rich posh pair mm. and it the the father's already invested in the world of being a spy and all of this sort of thing well, and being he's, a he's certainly a, a, like a diplomatic sort yeah. I'd like I don't know officially what his role is he, but he, he, he's he's known for being rich and being good at talking to people. He's, he's so a, yes, a diplomat. He's, he's, a, he's a gentleman who can do spy shit. And his son... Like, it, it constantly felt like they were going to set his son up as the character who was going to have an arc and join join the organisation and it was going to have an arc. Yeah, because it starts with um the... The mother dying, yeah, and being like, never let our son see war, yeah, and it, it felt like like that was going to be a whole thing yes. of, um, the the father is stuck with this uh, like idea that he has to be a pacifist yeah. through and through, and he he has to encourage that, and that's fine, but maybe he'd got like two stuck in that, yeah, but he wasn't able to do little a killing to stop all of the killing, yeah, but like because the problem is is like there's this whole subplot about the son desperately wants to go fight in World War One because he's been won over by war propaganda. Yep. And, like, he goes off to war and has his realisation of war is a terrible, horrible, brutal, needless thing, and that, like, it's not as glorious and glamorised as he had believed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, this is his setting to come home from the war and help his dad and grow into the gentleman spy. Yeah, like he's he'd been taught like loads of things already. Um, he he'd helped with various uh, like our whole international thing once already. Yeah, it... And then it felt like he was really being set up as a oh like no I've seen the horrors of war. You're right. Yeah. This isn't glamorous. This isn't no. um, like cool and hero making. And... I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna help dad do the least amount of killing possible. Yeah, to stop all of this needless killing. Exactly. And then he just fucking gets shot and it's nothing. And he gets shot in the head nowhere. and it's nothing. And like, his dad takes the weirdest fucking messages from that. Because his dad's like, I must be a pacifist because my son cannot get hurt. War is a terrible thing. Violence is a I terrible thing. My, wife. my son will die. And he's proven right. And you would think that would be his moment to go, 
Like, that would push him into pacifism and he'd have to overcome that. And what he takes away from it is, I should be the kind of man my son was, unafraid to die, time to go do murder. Yeah. Like, his takeaway from his son's needless death at the desire to, like, be a hero is... I'll be like my son, I'll do murders. I'll do a murder. That's it's, cracking it's, that. It's, and like it it's played as if his son dying is the motivation for him to get back into the spy business. Yeah. Except he's been doing it all film. Yes. Like there's no character arc. His son dies and he's like Guess I'll guess I'll do a Kingsman I'm film going now. To sob sob and drink whiskey and it, then it get over it. As soon as um, it, my friend tells me off. It feels like this film spent so long rehashing the events of World War One with an ominous Scottish man going, ah, yes, do World War One for me, I am Scottish, before it became a Kingsman film for like 15 minutes. Yes. It's such a... It felt like every character in that film was just completely wasted because like the whole yeah. weird secret society run by the Scotsman... Yeah. Seemed like it was going to be more interesting than it there's, was, or even was going to play a bigger part. It was there's, like there's so many things that could have been good setups that just went nowhere. Like it could have very easily been a film about fucking Rasputin. Yeah, for, yeah, uh, and maybe yeah. one accomplice. But like you set up this whole thing of oh, there's this guy and there's the Nazi guy and there's the Scotsman and oh. there's all these other people, and then that like whole post was it post credits or like at oh, the that, end of the film? Yes, the post credits where they implied that secretly Hitler wasn't the real mastermind of World War Two. Someone was, just was puppeting puppet. Hitler. Yeah, because they needed a right hand to balance out Lenin. Yeah, yeah. So the Scots did World War One because they weren't happy about the English. And, and the, the Nazi that he was working like had as one of his yeah Hit- Hitler isn't the real villain of World War Two, our fictional character was the real villain. Yeah, it's, it's gross territory to fucking. It's gross territory. Into. It it's a bad film. It's a bad film. It's a film that has so many like interesting setups that go nowhere. Like. I, as soon as they started calling one of the characters Merlin, I was like, oh, you're going to be the gadgets person. You're going to be coming up with the, the magical, wonderful inventions that help them do that. No, no. none of those names were like significant. Because I was like... Not they, until the very end when it was like, and these are all your roles. See, it's the thing from the other films. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> none, but none of them, none of them acted like the characters they were named after. No. In any way. No. Oh, it's such a waste of a film. And, like, I get it from a, hey, it's just a codename point of view, but also, like... Uh, have the original people with those codenames have them for reasons that seem thematic. It, yeah, it... I oh, don't know. It's such a wasted opportunity The whole film. film was just a waste. It's... It is a film that has no idea what it wants to be and spends 90 minutes sort of floundering around changing its mind... Constantly yeah. about what it wants to be. Yeah. So we watched that. I yeah. don't recommend it. No. No, I don't. Go watch the original two Kingsman films. I'd recommend both of those. They're yeah. both uh, All right. both enjoyable. Um. So yeah, you watch anything else? Uh, let me check. Or put anything else in your eyes, I suppose. That is everything <gasps> I've watched. Well then, time for this. <laughs> Got any sponsor? Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you? Are are you are you gay? I'm, I'm pretty gay. You don't look gay. No. 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 The, the, the shy, the the shaved side of the head, and the and the blue, and the, does no. that not say gay to you? I don't think it says gay enough. Okay. Well, what would you suggest? I would suggest this rainbow-coloured, like, oh, that's... pouch beverage. Oh, that that's a very shimmery... Oh, jug, my jug, eyes... Jug, 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 okay, jug, okay, jug, okay. jug, 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 Wow, you are literally sparkling. Oh, gosh. You're almost twilight. Oh, and And rainbows are pouring out of your eyes. I really feel like touching a boob. And ears. What was this? You can touch it tonight. Oh, hell yeah. What was I drank? This is gay juice. Oh. You drank the gay juice. Now you're gayer. Hell yeah. gay. 
You just chug it down and you're real hecking Oh, great. give me more of that cage juice. Can we like fill a bathtub with this shit? It's we great. could. We could. We oh. could beer bong it. <gasps> oh, hell yeah. Chug, 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 ah. more, 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 more gay juice. Everyone can have gay juice. It's suitable <sighs> for everyone. Oh. Mm. oh, girls are pretty. Girls are pretty. You can give gluten free. Oh. Uh, vegan. Oh, that's not that's tested good, on yeah. animals. Oh. It's all natural. Yeah, yeah. Gay juice. Om nom nom. Mm. That's pretty fucking gay. Mm. <laughs> Enter the code QNPS207 and you can get 50% off your first six pack of gay juice. Gay juice. When someone says, hey, you don't look gay, just jug some of this and then throw some in their eyes and, and then everything will look gay to them. <laughs> gay. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, our competitors for a while have been, uh, they've had that subscription service where you can pay and you get games and they're available yeah, to pay yeah. and, like, you you know, they don't, they're not buying the games. They don't get to keep them, but, like, they get to play them and stuff for money. Right. Uh, and the, 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 the folks over in uh, marketing have been saying that we should have an equivalent where people can give us money to not actually own games and just keep paying us money to have the games. Yeah, and if they stop paying, they don't have the games anymore. Exactly. So they it's can a, never stop paying. Exactly. And it's I win. love it when they pay. Exactly. It's a win-win. But uh, we do have one thing that, like, we aren't doing that they do. And yeah. I, it's not a compromise. They give away... They, they, they let people who pay the subscription fee have the games like the the first party games day one when they release and why would they do that that's 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 money, money on the table money. you could you could make them buy the game yeah if they want it and then also still be paying the subscription fee right right yeah so we need a and way microtransactions to, exactly so we need a way to spin this that isn't just we want more money uh why aren't we giving them games day one as well what uh what excuses we got um it's uh for the developers people love supporting the developers oh, the right developers uh, it's like well you know how will the developers continue to eat uh pr probably eat. Um, how will they continue to eat if we aren't paying them and we wouldn't do that if they were no that's sounding like we're not we're not supporting the developers uh it's like a tip system like people work in yeah. restaurants right well i mean like look maybe we put it this way we'd be devaluing the games oh, right we yeah, you know yeah. if if everyone with a subscription fee had access to the game then you know the fact that you have the game on launch day wouldn't be special anymore and we right. don't want to we don't want to eradicate the feeling of being the only one in your friend's group who has the game yet being and gets the, only, the exciting person with exclusivity. Yeah. We don't want to rob you of that joy. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, why would we want people to not be as elite as they are now? Like, we've spent a whole lot of time just massaging their egos that it is important yeah. to be just better than everyone else. Exactly. And what better way to say you're better than else, everyone else than having the thing that no one else does? Exactly, exactly. If everyone's got it, no one's special, right? Exactly. And then, you know, when the player numbers start to uh, dip, we can sell the fact we're putting it on the subscription service late, not as uh, we held it back and... You know, we, we're giving it away for free and you shouldn't have bought it. But instead, like, oh, hey, we thought we'd give an injection to the player base so that you'd have more people to play with. Isn't this great that we gave you more people to play with? Also, microtransactions. We also add, microtransactions. Add, we could add microtransactions. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, obviously the microtransactions aren't yeah. included when we eventually put it on the subscription. Absolutely. Yeah. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh, what have you put in your ears? Ah, uh, not a lot of music. Um, I've been I've been listening to one piece of music uh, on loop today that I'm very excited about. That I'll talk about at some point in the future. But uh, I listened to a couple of new songs I can talk about. Um, I listened to a track called "Songs for Teenagers" by Fake Problems, which is a sort of laid back ambient rock track that has like a slightly clashing intense vocal line about just trying to work out how to cope as a desperately lonely teen with mental health stuff going on. It was a relatable track. <laughs> as someone who once was one of them. Uh, and the other one I listened to that was really interesting was uh, Fuck You, Loneliness by Joe Cazette. 
another track about loneliness, but it's a sort of acoustic guitar track with a very... Usually when you have an acoustic guitar-led track, you will have the vocals sound very natural. Uh, this had very heavily processed vocals over that. Okay. Um, with a much more like, fuck you, I refuse to let myself feel lonely when there's loving people in my life kind of uh -huh. uh, defiance to it. It's a, it's a good track. Nice. What about you? What do you listen to? Oh, I'll just rattle off a few. Uh, Goldfinger Superman, that good, good classic upbeat um of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah. fame. Uh Venga Boys, we like to party. We like it's to a party. classic. Uh Eris theme. <gasps> uh, yeah. the live uh Japan tour version mm. orchest orchestrated. It's beautiful. Uh serial killers good enough because I fancied some reggae drum and bass. Mm. It's good stuff. And Akid Pella from Bastion. Which was the dice funk intro music for a season I cannot remember which season. Uh, I'm trying to remember what season that was now. I think it might... Season four? Maybe? Yeah, three or four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't even know I had that on my phone, but there it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's nice. oh. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No one's reading the credits over the top of it. What about you? Have you listened to much else? Uh, that's, that's it for me, really. It's yeah. just been... It's been those two tracks and listening to one bit of music over and over that I'm very excited to talk about at some point. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, li listening to a lot of the Empty Bowl still. This is the, yeah. um, sort of vaguely ASMR. Of Just, we're going to gently talk about cereal very calmly. Over the sound of sandwich. crashing waves. Yes, uh, have a nice relaxing time when... None of it I need to pay much attention to. I don't need to remember any of this. It's just cereal. They're just talking about how much they love cereal and yeah. new new things in the cereal stuff. It's very, None of which will get to the UK. It's very chill, ambient background existence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely non-harmful. Yeah, it uh, is just half an hour of... Uh, the problems of the world don't matter right now. Tell tell me about the thing you like. Tell me what a marbit is. Yeah, I need to know what a marbit is. It's a little bit of marshmallow. Yeah, like the like the lucky charms. Took me a while, but I got there in the end. I worked it yeah. out for context. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh no! Someone's choking on a marbit. Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nice to hear people talking. About lots of talk of cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. Well, they're not very happy about vanilla. Oh, they don't like the vanilla. No, I don't like the vanilla. No. no. Uh, well then. Well then. Talk of this. Are you planning to go on holiday? Uh -huh. Have you got a lot of work to get on top of before you go? Surely. Feeling like you're doing so much work before you go that you'll be exhausted when the holiday arrives? Go need a vacation. Try Holiday Work Assistant. We'll do some of your pre-holiday busy work to make sure that your holiday is actually a restful holiday. Okay, here's the case to my tractor. Because getting ready for a holiday from work shouldn't be work. Ah, oh, that's much better. I'm going to have a nice holiday. Uh, minister, minister, uh, I, I need, yes, I need, I need uh, one more question answered for the uh, for for the paper. Absolutely. Um, can a woman have a penis? Uh, if she wants got one, she, got you there, huh? If, if, if she wants one, uh, um, oh, oh, not if she has one and doesn't want. Maybe, maybe you could have like a take a penis, leave a penis uh, system. Uh, those who want can have one, and those who don't have, don't have to. And, and why stop a women? Let's, you know, anyone who wants a penis, just have a penis. I have two! Why not? Um, seems very basic to me. Does that answer your question? Uh, 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 Would you, are you, is this you asking for a penis? So we can go, has anyone got a penis they don't want? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, we'll put you on a, a list of some sort, and you can get a penis as soon as one comes up. <laughs> comes up. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Barry. All right, Harry, how are you doing? Oh, you know, not bad, not bad. So you, uh, you've been up to much? 
Oh, I've been uh, watching Disney's uh, attempts to claw back their reputation this week. Oh, they actually made an attempt at all. Uh, I mean, the, the most limp attempt they could have done. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they went on social media and did a uh, did a solemn JPEG, oh, as you do. Uh, JPEG so solemn. Uh, it was something to the effect of... Uh, we, oh, we, the don't say gay bill in Florida is a terrible, harmful piece of legislation and which we never have passed and we will do everything we can in our power to see it repealed and uh, it should never have happened. And, you know, and, and you funded it. Well, exactly. Exactly. Leaving out the fact that they funded the politicians that pushed it through and said nothing while it was being pushed through and have only really responded because... It seems to be hurting their bottom line because there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of gays that are a bit upset about it. A lot of gays that you know didn't have great family life necessarily, and they were brought into the loving embrace of Disney movies. That basically well, exactly, them. you know, yeah, is is some representation for you. A series of monstrous villains. Enjoy, <laughs> and you know, background characters who might vaguely be uh, yeah. possibly homosexual, but we wouldn't actually clarify that just in case. Dubai or Russia got upset. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, they've you know they can say as much as they like that they uh, they they regret that this happened, but like, are they putting money behind uh, funding left wing politicians who are trying to repeal it? Are they you know allowing their striking uh, their their workers to in solidarity wear pride merch while working? Yeah, you know? we've not actually heard any action, anything no. actionable. We've heard a Just lot words. of words and a lot of not being particularly supportive of their workers during strike action. Yeah, the only oh, actual yes. actions we've had are actions to the negative. You yeah, know, exactly, and what I'd exactly. like to see maybe is if they were donating tenfold what they donated to uh, to the right exactly. wingers. It's not like they to, can't to afford it. They are the largest multimedia conglomerate in the fucking planet. They can yeah. they could afford to like you know absolutely fund the hell out of people who are working to you know to, to repeal this bill yeah but they don't because you know they all they really want is to not have the stain of being seen as having supported it yeah as long as they can go see we said sorry and we said we'll improve you can all go back to enjoying us uh guilt-free yeah i think that's what they're writing on yeah, it does seem to be the thing, doesn't it? It's, oh. a, it's a real disappointment. It's a real uh, exhausting one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, well, hope for the best. Yeah. Expect nothing, but, you know, maybe best, one day. Best of luck to the people out there affected. It's a lot right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Oh, hug, mate. Yeah. Oh. Ah, good yeah. hug, good hug. Right, I think I'll go, uh, go put the kettle on. Oh, sounds lovely. I might join you. Nice, nice. So, Laura. <gasps> yes? I believe that we are in the process of doing a book. Yeah, we're doing our uh, our development edit, our oh. uh, repass over oh. it at the moment. Oh, so. notes over there. Yeah, yeah, we made those notes together. We'll probably make some more notes tomorrow. Oh. Um... I'm real happy with the the edits uh, so far. I'm feeling real excited about this book. I think people are going to real like it. Yeah. It's a real good little book we've made mm -hmm. here. And it's only getting better. Exactly. It's going to be too powerful by the time it comes out. Oh, I can't ha harness... You can't handle the power of this book. It's just it's flowing everywhere. Over 9,000 book. Yeah. It's called Who Wants the Whale? It is. It's about the video game industry... From the perspective of someone who went, oh, hey, wouldn't that be great to work there? Oh, no, the industry. Oops. I've always wanted to work in video games because I love video games, but I cannot code or do art or music or any of those things. I will do other things. I will, I will be an and, assistant. I will sit and do paperwork in the meetings. Oh, no, they're doing capitalism here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that'll be out at some point in the future that we know, but we can't tell you yet. But you can pre-order it and support it on Unbound, where there's all sorts of backer rewards and stuff. Oh yeah, so some good, good stuff. Yeah. Some of it might be illegal in Russia at this point. I've heard rumours. Uh, so that's unbound.com slash books slash whale, and you can pre-order a copy. Yeah. Join us. Yes. Uh, what about you? You've got another book out there. I've got a book called Me and My Dysphoria Monster, which is releasing on August 18th, 2022. Not long now. That's not that long in the future. It's an illustrated children's book. Go check it out. Go look at the cover art. It looks adorable. You can read about it there. Me and My Dysphoria Monster. Uh, other than that, I'm at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. 
Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. Just check me out, everyone Laura K Buzz, you'll find all of my things. Yay. What about you? Uh streamerlinks.com slash janiac J A N E I A C. You can find pretty much all of my links. You can get uh t-shirts on my red bubble and various other things over there. Uh, my most important link though is patreon.com slash stoned monkey radio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week and, you know, maybe let me have some sleep occasionally. That would be nice. You Help. deserve sleep. Help me sleep. You Help deserve Jane sleep. Sleep, you, sleep for Jane. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much to the, the new people who have uh, signed up in the last month. We are heading slowly towards that goal of, of 30 Patreons. Ooh. That'd be very cool. Uh, yeah, and then I think all that is left to do is, is would you sing us out, please, darling? <gasps> Until next time, be a stranger.